everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is time for, it's really our last edition of a book club for 2022. The Loj Book Club. The Loj Book Club. And, of course, when you go to the book club restaurant in South Minneapolis, you get a free appetizer or dessert with your meal when you mention the Lori and Julia Book Club or yes. Tech. And Jess Lori is in studio. Thank you, Jess, for coming in. I am so excited to be here. What an honor to be your last of the year. Yes, your yes. last great book of the year. You write mysteries and thrillers, oh. and your latest book is um, The Quarry Girls. It definitely is one of our favorite books. I think we might have last spoken to you about Unspeakable Things, maybe? Oh, that sounds right. That was really good, but this is a nail-biting page-turner of a book. So congratulations. I have, Thank you. I'm going crazy because I'm like, I don't want to prep for work. I want to finish the book. <laughs> it's so good, Jess. And Jess is local, too. Yes, I live in Uptown Minneapolis. I actually used to live by the book club, which is a wonderful restaurant. Isn't oh, that yes. a great restaurant? Yes. Yeah, I love yes. that they're love doing the app or the dessert. Uh, with a good the, idea. It is. Okay, yeah. give people the setup of the Quarry Girls. Well, it's set in 1977 St. Cloud, and I lived in St. Cloud in the 70s, and I did not know this at the time because I was a child, but there were two and possibly three active serial killers in St. Cloud. And I started when I was researching unspeakable things, I started to discover and be reminded of all that horrible stuff happening. And so I wanted to go back in time and write a book about how a community recovers or not after violent crime visits. And because I mean, you you said in the in the beginning, what I do share is the experience of stepping outside an unsafe home into a town where multiple serial killers were on the loose. Yeah, and I, you think of St. Cloud as, or at least I did, of this very safe place, and it is in many ways. Of course, it is, but also every place has its crime, right? And you are good that you get to write about them. Yeah. This this book, though, the. It's about three, it's really about three friends in high school and what happens to them too and their friendship and just how, boy, the different things when one of them's discovering boys before the other and one of them does this before the other and then... And then but the even the way you start out the book oh. with giving profiles of the three serial oh. killers that were active in the area. Right. And then I wanted to know all about them. This book is so good. <laughs> yes, Laurie, the Quarry Thanks. Girls. Thank uh, you. Has anyone, have, have people got, have any tips come in from your three profiles that you did? Not that I know of. And so two of the three have been caught and they actually were uh, found out to have committed the St. Cloud crimes after they had been caught for other crimes. And then the third one, the the man or men who murdered the Reeker sisters has never been caught. And so in the book, there's a number to call if anybody has tips because somebody out there knows something. So you're doing all this research. Are you thinking back to, I maybe didn't feel safe back then, or boy, that makes sense because I was scared over here? Yeah, well, you think about the 70s. So we're all three about the same Mm -hmm. age. So in the 70s, my... My parents let us just play all the time, all the time, all the time. You would leave in the morning and you would come back at night, even in mm-hmm. St. Cloud. And so the idea as a parent now, I can't even imagine I, yeah. <laughs> doing that right. with my kids. But back then you would just you would just play. But I do remember a very specific memory. I was four years old. My sister and I walked to the Coburns on Ninth Avenue in St. Cloud. And we stood outside because we thought somebody would give us candy. Right. It's four year old. Yeah, sure. Uh, a police car drove up and we thought we were in trouble because we were begging for candy and they <laughs> drove us home and they said 
two girls have been abducted. You can't let your kids play out anymore. And I remember, I mean, however a four-year-old processes that information, I remember being scared. I remember my parents being scared. And then everybody started staying home. Kids just weren't on the streets anymore. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Well, you're just, you're such a rich uh, writer in terms of how you give the character and nuance. And I mean, I felt like I related to these you know, I had a Heather and Brenda. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. I had two girls. And because there are a lot of triangle friendships that happen junior junior high and high school. And inevitably something, someone always feels a tiny bit left out. But you really capture that essence of girlhood so beautifully. Thank you. That was so important to me. So it's a, it's a book for grownups, but it's also a coming of age story yes. about mm-hmm. being a teenage girl and we grow up differently. We want to hang out together, but you see your friends sort of doing risky things and you, you don't want to not do it, but you don't want to do it. And it's that aching spot of not belonging as a grown up or as a kid anymore. It really, Oh, all right. Here's what I want to know. I, did you, does this tunnel system you talk about really exist? Okay. Cause I'm going, I'm going crazy. So explain yeah. what this is. So Pantown is a neighborhood in St. Cloud, Minnesota. It was started by Samuel Pandolfo. This is all true. Who is, was sort of a shyster from Arizona who started a car company in central Minnesota, built this enormous factory, built Pantown, which is 58 bungalows and uh, used to be a hotel, used to be a fire department. All of that I could confirm, but the rumor was he also built tunnels that went from those bungalows to the factory, and nobody would go on the record until three weeks ago. Somebody finally went on the record, and he had been in those tunnels in the 70s. They are real. So there was a tunnel system underneath everyone's houses, and they would play hide-and-seek down there, and they would do all these things down there. And for probably in bad weather, so people could make it to work. Could make it to work, exactly. And, I, and we're, we're used to tunnel systems in towns, right? Or uh, whether it's a skyway or underground, but there's something creepy about it going up to your basement door. And oh, that yeah. was real. That was real. Oh, oh my God. That yes. was driving me crazy. I'm like, how? But what an imagination if you made it up. I was thinking, <laughs> wow, she's good. I had always, always heard the rumors, and it's such a metaphor for what we do in small towns where we keep the darkness just below the surface. Mm-hmm. Above ground, we're smiling, and we're going to church, and we're having our potlucks, but, mm-hmm. but there's that darkness festering. And so it was a good metaphor, even if it wasn't real, but I was delighted to find out it was real. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. so cool. Okay, all right, so now, do you get creeped out at all when you're writing these? Oh my gosh, I get so creeped out. With with the Quarry Girls, I had to take a break from writing crime fiction for a few months because I put, and I think most writers do, you put yourself in the in the experience of, of the characters. And so they're terrified. There's darkness. There was a lot of darkness and that was what made it a nail-biting page turner. Yeah, good. It really was. Yeah. You know, you said that because I don't know if people know how many other books you've written. Oh my gosh, you're The prolific. rom-com mysteries, yeah. um, your non-fiction, your children's book, young adult, magical realism, and the thrillers. I mean, you... How... When did you start writing, Jess? I started... My first book came out in 2006, uh, and I've been writing two books a year since then. It, it truly is my mental health. It truly is how I get the darkness out. Uh, And I think we all have some darkness, right? It's how I get it out. It's how I work through stuff. I don't know if I could not write, even if I didn't get paid. So I'm glad I get paid. Yeah, I believe you. Now your, your rom-com mysteries. I don't know that we've ever read one. 
They're set in Battle Lake, Minnesota. And I was living in Battle Lake when I wrote the first one. And they're just sort of ridiculous. They're sort of Janet Ivanovich in the Midwest. If you Love read, it. If you yes. Read, yeah. Yes. I'm very proud of that series. The first book, Mayday, is a little bit rough because it's my very first book. But I, it's, it's, a, it's a cute escapist mystery series. I think we have read every one of your mysteries, though. The thrillers, yeah. Bloodline, the Unspeakable Thing. I mean, I think we've read all of your mysteries because... It is like for, it is a favorite form of fiction for us to read. Oh, it really is. And yeah. set in St. Cloud and part of it, you know, now we're learning a lot of it is true. Yes. And in the 70s, we love books. That, I like the musical yes. references. You, you know? really yeah. just, congratulations to you. Okay, Thank so you. when you're not writing two books a year, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite author or a great a last great book that you read? The last great book I read was by Tracy Clark. She's a Chicago author. It's called Hide, like hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a police procedural, which I don't usually read, but I got an early copy of it. It comes out next week. It is one of the best books I've read all year, not even crime fiction. Okay, she, doesn't she work with, uh, Lori, we read her books. She works with uh, um, with the Chicago newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we read. Don't get her mixed up with PJ Tracy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That's a different author. Yeah, she's local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tracy Clark is from Chicago. That book is fantastic. Hide. All right, we've just a simple title that says it all. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And is it just like a page turner like yours, The Quarry Girls? Yes, it's such a page turner. But you know, your book did make me think. I remember um, I was in high school. I think I was a junior in high school. And a girl from Central, a junior in Duluth, in, in Duluth mm-hmm. was found strangled at Twin Ponds up by Anger Tower. They never arrested anybody. They never found out who she was. There were, you know, stories about how oh, she was a fast girl or whatever. But I remember my girlfriends and I were very freaked out about this because that was a place that people went parking. There were parties there. Yes. Everybody partied in the woods or around rocks or lakes. Yes, you know, in rural Minnesota, and they, I, I they never found her killer. Oh, that's that's so sad. And I, in the seventies and the eighties, we did a lot of partying around quarries, oh, rocks, water. It's what and you did. Dangerous things, and and when you, you think would, about it, you're oh, in the woods and all word. of this. But it was yeah. sort of like I remember feeling that we felt like there was a feeling like somehow she called this on herself and it felt very scary right and i think that happens a lot to this day unfortunately where it's we start to tell stories about the girl who went missing instead of looking at the culture or the possible people who did the crime right Right. it makes it i don't know in some ways it makes it feel like we have control over it and we don't maybe that's it that's the story we tell ourselves to that is it that is it oh okay Well, the book is called the quarry girls jess laurie is the author it is a riveting thriller absolutely we recommend any books that say jess laurie (laughs) l-o-u-r-e-y you can follow you on twitter instagram facebook and we really appreciate you writing um, a great book, and we'll talk to you when your next one. Yes, I can't wait. Thank you. And Both. we we have three copies, Woo! three copies to give away. Six it's five a holiday. One, six five one six four one one zero seven one. We'll be right back.